I'm Max Kreitzer, and you're listening to The Story Of. This is the story of The Time I Stole Money. Growing up, my grandma lived in the same town as we did. Our cousins lived there too. Christy, who was a little older, and Heidi, who was the same age as my sister Britt. Since our family lived so close, we didn't have babysitters that often. We'd go to grandma's house or over to our cousins if mom and dad needed a night without us. So it was on rare occasion when we would have a babysitter who wasn't family. It was on one of these rare nights that I decided to do something I had never even thought to do before. Mom and Dad didn't go out that much. I can only remember a handful of times when Mom and Dad would go out at night somewhere without us. And this night wasn't even supposed to be one of those. You know our friends with the pool? Mom said to my sister Britt and I, playing it up. Well, get your swimsuits on, because we are heading over for a pool party. The house with the dog? I asked. Yep, my mom said. Hurry up, we're already late. Britt and I threw on our swimming suits, and I got my dog petting hand ready. We didn't have any clean big towels, so we grabbed the kitchen towels. The excitement was palpable on the car ride there. You would have thought we were heading to Oceans of Fun or Kittyland. If it gets late, can we swim in the dock? Britt asked. I'm sure they have lights, Dad said. Do you think the dog will swim with us? I asked. Maybe, Dad said. I'm sure he can doggy paddle. Giddy, excited laughter roared from the back seat. When we pulled up, it was obvious we were late. There was a line of cars out front, and people were mulling about outside, inside, and everywhere. We went inside, making our way to the pool. I searched through all the adult legs, looking for signs of the dog. The host greeted my parents awkwardly, and then looked down at us, in our swimwear and marinara-stained kitchen towels. The man leaned into my mom and dad and whispered to them, but we could still hear. Did you need help finding a sitter? He asked. My mom looked horrified. Oh, my dad said. We thought... It's okay, it's okay, no problem, the man said. I should have been more clear. Mom grabbed us by the hands, and we were escorted back out the front door. Where's your dog? I asked, turning on the way out. He's locked up in the garage. The car ride back was the extreme opposite of the car ride there. It was mostly silent. Then my mom started sobbing. They're just always saying we should bring the kids to swim. I just assumed. I'm so embarrassed. It's okay, Mom, I said, stretching and pulling myself out to put my hand on her shoulder. We gotta go back, Kel, my dad said. Save some face, just for five minutes. I'm not going back, Mom declared. We have to, Kel. I said we'd be right back. Mom kept crying. She was pretty pregnant with Haley at the time, which was probably contributing. Dad, the dog isn't even out, I said. Don't make her go back. I'll call Kim, and if she can come babysit, we'll go back, Dad said. I sat back down. Kim was a teenager who lived in a duplex at the bottom of our alley. She had long brown hair and usually wore the shortest shorty shorts you could imagine. It was only four at the time, but I was prepared to settle down with her. Mom, I think you'll have fun. Just go back for a little bit, I said. I leaned into the kitchen as Dad called Kim and heard the good news. She was on her way. I ran upstairs to my giant Tyco brown football that was full of toys and retrieved my Brave Star action figure. Bravestar was a cartoon Native American marshal on the final frontier of some planet with robot horses and racist undertones. The action figure came with guns, a vest, boots, and a hat. And the last time I saw Kim, she told me I'd better be careful or I'd lose some of the pieces. I had kept a meticulous track of all the pieces in the hopes that next time I saw her, I could prove that I was a responsible adult and I was mature and ready for a sexual relationship. Mom protested her way back out the front door when they saw Kim walking up the alley. They waved to her, and I threw open the door and let her in. I hid Bravestar behind my back, waiting for the right moment to reveal my maturity. 
And then Kim dropped the bomb. I didn't know I was babysitting tonight, and I was having some friends over, and they're going to come here instead, okay? Can I have some cheese balls? Britt asked, uninterested. Sure, Kim said as she walked into the pantry, getting the cheese balls that were too high for us to grab. But, she said, handing the can to Britt, you can't tell Mom and Dad about me having friends over, deal? Okay, Britt said, taking the cheese balls to her room, leaving us alone in the perfect moment to show her I hadn't lost a piece of Brave Star. I pulled him out to show her, but to my shock and horror, Brave Star was missing his hat. I rushed upstairs and tore through all the layers of my Tyco football. First the stuffed animals, then the action figures, capes, costumes, then the bottom layer, which was made up of smaller toy parts and loose change and dirty underwear I would hide when I had an accident and didn't want to admit to it. I emptied the entire football, throwing everything around the room and tipping the entire thing over. As I pawed through the pieces, I heard Kim's friends arrive and move around the house. Finally, I found it. It was on a Barbie. I yanked it off of her and shoved it on Brave Star and ran down the stairs looking for Kim. I passed by a man and woman laying on the couch. They weren't moving much, so I moved on. I went in the kitchen. There was a girl and a guy pouring liquids into cups. Where's Kim? They went upstairs, a girl said playfully. What's your name, little girl? I ignored the obvious mistake and ran back upstairs to my parents' room where Kim was. There were two other guys and a girl in the room, flipping the channels on her TV. Who's this? A douchey guy in all denim asked. Kim! I exclaimed, jumping up on the bed to be her height. Look! I thrusted noble brave star in her face, fully assembled with all his pieces. Before she could comment, the douchey denim guy grabbed it. You play with Barbies and wear girl shirts? I looked down at my rainbow bright shirt, confused. I was pretty sure this was mine. It's not a Barbie. Does Barbie wear a cowboy hat? I asked, knowing all too well that sometimes she did. Does its head come off like a Barbie? He asked, bending and pulling it. Stop, denim douchebag! Kim yelled, pulling it away from him. I'm sure she used his real name, but for the purposes of protection of the story, I'll keep his name as denim douchey denim anything of that nature. Oh shit! Denim douchey douchebag said, laughing. I guess it does! Kim was holding Bravestar's body, but denim douchey douchey do had Bravestar's head in his hand. Bravestar's head didn't come off like a Barbie's head. His head, neck, and torso were all one piece. Even Bravestar's strength wasn't a match for the douchery of denim douche. I don't remember the childish insult I yelled at him, but the today equivalent of what I said was, You stupid motherfucker. Then, out of nowhere, he reached across the bed and yanked down my swim trunks. I wasn't wearing underwear. I reached down so fast I slammed into the bed, bouncing back into the air, my naked four-year-old dick and balls flailing to the horror of the room. I finally landed and yanked my trunks up. I looked around at the shocked faces. I tucked in my rainbow bright shirt and took what was left of my dignity and the pieces that were left of Brave Star and went to find my sister. She saw I was upset as I sat down next to her. I know we made a deal, but I think we should tell mom and dad, I said. No doy, she responded, passing me the cheese balls and putting her arm around me. And then she noticed my shirt. Hey, that's my rainbow bright shirt. Yours is the pink one. Finally, we heard our parents' car crunching up the gravel alley. We ran towards the door and saw the uninvited guests fleeing like cockroaches from light through the back door, through the front door, out the side yard, and down the alley. My dad saw one of them as he jumped over the fence and tossed a beer can into the yard. Hey! My dad yelled. Fuck you! The kid yelled back. You should be at home in bed with your mama! My dad shouted. I would hear my dad use this strange insult several other times throughout the years. 
Kim bashfully walked out the front door. She took her money and quickly explained that everyone had just stopped by for a second as she made her way down the alley and disappeared. We walked back inside as our parents asked what happened. Britt laid it all out, and then I saw something shiny on the couch. It was a chain. I went over and picked it up, and it was attached to a wallet that had fallen in between the couch cushions. I opened the wallet, and inside was a square that was clear on one side and looked to me to be a water balloon, and I found two $5 bills. I took the money and the balloon out and put them in my pocket and took the wallet to my dad. He opened it up and looked at the ID, then he looked for money. He threw the ID out in the front yard and threw the wallet in the back alley. They surveyed the house as Britt and I finished our show. Mom leaned her head in the door a few minutes later. Max, honey, can we talk to you? Did they know about the money? Did they hear about the dick and balls thing? Did they know that tonight, the love of my life destroyed my heart? Not to mention the months of recovery Bravestar would have to go through before he could ride again. They were sitting on the edge of their bed. Do you have anything to tell us? Mom asked. How the hell did they know? I reached into my pocket and pulled out the money, leaving the water balloon for myself. I took the money, I said. Where's that from? Mom asked, taking it to see how much it was. His wallet, I said. Keep it, she said, handing it back to me. It's not that. Is there anything else? I searched my conscience. I could tell them about Bravestar, but why would it matter? I could tell them about the pants thing, but it's a good thing I didn't. A four-year-old explaining a depantsing from a stranger with a condom in his pocket may not have been seen as the comedy of errors in the heat of the moment. No, I said. Finally, the real reason for the meeting came out. We saw your room. Please don't hide poopy underwear in your football. If you have an accident, just throw them away. Or if you think we can save them, throw them in the tub and tell mommy. Okay, I said. I never stole money again. But I did hide a few more pairs of poopy underwear in my football. This episode was brought to you by Actual Stamps. Actual Stamps. Go outside of your house and buy some real stamps and talk to people. You don't have to do everything online. Actual Stamps in the store, not not.com. <laughs>